Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, January 7th. S&P futures are trading up about five to six points. That's about 15 basis points. Uh, Europe's major indices are rallying about 50 basis points. And Asia saw gains pretty much across the board with the exception of Taiwan, which was down small. Um, And just keep in mind, Taiwan uh, has an election coming up in a couple of days. Um, You know, so there actually wasn't a ton of news. You still have a lot of headlines out of the Middle East. A lot of it is more just rhetoric from both sides. Um, with threats, innuendos, et cetera, some U.S. troop movements. Um, but you're not necessarily seeing kind of a dramatic reaction yet to the events of, uh, of Friday with the, um, with the death of the uh, Iranian general. So, you know, I think you're seeing the market uh, become a bit more comfortable with the uh, near-term risks in terms of fallout from the events in the Middle East. Um, you're seeing kind of crude fade off of its recent highs. So, you know, for the time being, and I'm not necessarily saying this is the appropriate response, but for the time being, markets are kind of putting the recent events in Iran in the same category as the um, Iranian strikes against the Saudi oil facilities in terms of, um, you know, it is certainly a, a um, an escalation in tensions, but not one that necessarily is going to prove uh, materially disruptive. Um, and so therefore, the focus is kind of shifting back to where it was in November and December, where bulls are confident that um, the recent string of positive macro catalysts, including phase one, USMCA, expiring 232 auto tariffs, um, the Johnson election, and then the implications for Brexit, et cetera, all those positive macro events will drive an, improved, uh, will drive an, an improvement in growth and earnings. Um, and that, coupled with central bank accommodation, will help keep multiples elevated. Um, you know, that was the view for late last year, and that's kind of the view um, at at this moment, um, as investors kind of, again, um, you know, place the Iran events to the side for the time being. So, um, you know, obviously markets will be watching for any sign of retaliation in the Middle East, any sign of, um, you know, any, any unexpected events, but the focus is kind of now going to be again on earnings, which kick off this coming Tuesday. And then, um, also on the, the specific text of the phase one agreement, um, and and to me, that's going to be crucial. Uh, I sent around a scenario analysis yesterday that's on the website, um, just talking about um, this phase one text, which has not been revealed yet to the public. You've seen, you've heard a lot of officials in Washington uh, make comments about certain features of it. But until you see the US and China, I think, agree on um, on a consensus text and you see China agree to some of the numbers that Washington has been talking about in terms of um, uh uh, goods and services purchases, et cetera. Um, you know, I think I think in markets um, should be somewhat skeptical about the impact that the phase one agreement will have on growth. Um, the signing ceremony is supposed to be January fifteenth at the White House. We're not; it's not clear when or even if you're going to see um, that full text released to the public. Um, you know, specificity will be key. Um, you know, if, if it's just kind of a vague single page document um, that, and you don't really see a lot released to the public, um, I think you're going to see markets turn a little bit more skeptical about um, just how much improvement that's going to drive in growth. Um, so that's kind of, again, the main the main thesis as Iran uh, sort of fades into the background. So other than a lot of Iranian headlines this morning, a lot of Middle Eastern headlines, um, there's not a ton to really talk about incremental um, a few economic numbers, but none of them are terribly impactful to the narrative. Taiwan exports came in a little bit better, uh, and Eurozone retail sales also were, were pretty decent. Uh, on the micro front, I would say the biggest piece of news is probably microchip MCHP. 
um, which is a Texan-like semiconductor company and that's very broad exposure to a lot of industrial auto and markets, um, issued a small upside pre-announcement last night. Um, no, nothing dramatic at all. They just talk about how revenues will be down now 4% sequentially versus the prior down 5% guidance. The qualitative language was much more positive than um, that, that small increase in guidance would suggest. So that microchip um, pre-announcement is helping. Uh, it helped the semis in the U.S. rally over uh, uh, after the close yesterday. And then uh, semis in Europe are rallying nicely this morning. So semiconductor is being focused today. Um, you know, it certainly is positive, but you really, you know, the Sox has been a huge performer. So investors have been anticipating, um, you know, an improved environment for the semiconductors. If you look at kind of the consensus estimates for most of the general purpose semiconductors, um, you know, the, the rough forecast was for the cycle to kind of trough out um, either in calendar Q1 or calendar Q2 and then improve growth in the back half of the year. So Microchip is just talking about how you know that that troughing process may occur, may occur a quarter early. So um, you know I don't think sentiment really has been all that negative on the semis to begin with. Um, so I don't know how shockingly positive that Microchip update is, but nevertheless that will be very much in focus today. Um, and again, I think you know we'll be watching for any other types of pre-announcements over the coming days and weeks. Um, in retail, in particular, you should see a a bunch of updates on holiday season sales. Retail stocks, the traditional brick and mortar retail stocks traded very well in the U.S. yesterday in anticipation that you're going to see some favorable updates out of that space. Um, for the U.S. calendar today specifically, you there is not a lot um, other than just Ecodata. So I would say the most important number will be manufa- the non-manufacturing ISM that hits at 10 a.m. Um, otherwise, there's nothing really scheduled um, and then just circling back to the market, um, no, I, I think the big area of uh, of debate remains the multiple. What what the appropriate multiple is for this market, um, you know, the the Byron Wien, uh, you know, he published his ten uh, surprises for 2020 yesterday. Always an interesting read, um, but he talks about how you know he anticipates growth and earnings both undershooting forecast this year, but he thinks the multiple that the market places on those earnings is going to wind up being higher than most anticipate. So he sees the S&P getting to 3,500. Um, and I guess that's really kind of the main point of contention. I feel um, very confident that you're not going to see this upsurge in growth and earnings that people anticipate from phase one and those other macro catalysts. Um, but if the market feels confident putting 20 times on on a reduced earnings number for 2020, then that obviously will will propel the market higher, and I think that's kind of um, you know the real area of of debate and uncertainty right now. It's just that multiple. What's the appropriate multiple, um, and what does the market feel comfortable paying for earnings? Um, so that is that's really pretty much it for today. Um, thank you everyone for listening. <laughs>